Thanks for listening to Orion Talents from the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Recently on the podcast, we've been exploring some of the industries that Orion works with. When working with a recruiter, one of the first questions job seekers typically ask is what industries are hiring. Today's show will be all about the semiconductor industry. If you are not familiar with this industry, you don't want to miss this episode. The semiconductor industry is responsible for creating the microchips that control all modern electronics. From computers and tablets to cars, airplanes, military systems, and more, these microchips are shaping and advancing the world around us. Orion works with many semiconductor companies, including Intel, Samsung, Global Foundries, Corvo, and many others nationwide. Today, I'm talking to Jay Caranda, Orion's West Coast Recruiting Manager, about the semiconductor industry. We'll talk about the similarities between the military and the semiconductor industry, opportunities for veterans, as well as why now is a good time to begin a career in this field. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with a friend. We'd love to get your feedback, so make sure you give us a rating as well. If you have any questions about this interview or topics for future podcasts, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Jay. How's it going today? Hey, Megan. How are you doing? Good. So we've had a few episodes so far on this podcast just focusing on industries that we work with. And one of the big ones that we haven't covered yet is the semiconductor industry. So I know you're Orion's resident semiconductor expert, so there's no one better to have on the show today. All right. Thanks. So I know you've you've worked with lots of military job seekers during your time at Orion, but for those of our listeners that are not familiar with your background, can you just introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, So my name is Jake Rando. I'm a recruiting manager here with Orion. I've been with Orion for actually over 18 years. Um, My background, I'm actually prior Navy. I spent 12 years in the Navy. I was an electronics technician. Um, I transitioned out of the military, coming off of instructor duty in uh, beautiful sunny San Diego, and uh, was actually placed by Orion through one of the hiring events that I attended. Uh, went to work for Siemens uh, for two years, uh, traveled the country teaching automation and control systems, something I didn't have a background in when I transitioned out of the military. Um, decided that Chicago wasn't for me. That's where I was uh, based out of and decided to move back here to San Diego and interview with Orion, got hired, uh, lucky enough to get hired on by Orion at that point. And like I said, I've been with us for the last 18 years uh, as a recruiter and recruiting manager for the West Coast. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So with 18 years of experience, I know that um, you'll have lots of information to share with us. So in the um, industry episodes that we've done so far, I think it's always important to highlight some of the similarities between the military and that particular industry. I think it'll help our listeners kind of visualize why they would be a good fit for that industry and some of the positions within it. So what do you think are some of the similarities between the military and the semiconductor industry? Well, the semiconductor industry is very unique uh, across the board for a number of different reasons. Um, one of the reasons why it works out so well for veterans or transition military is the how hard it is to actually get in. Not how hard it is to get into um, them, but I'll give you a little background, maybe a little bit on the industry and, and kind of tell you why the military works out so well. Because the industry is going through um, a huge growth right now. If you think about what's going on in the world today, 80% of the data, all the data that's created in the world today has been created in the last two years. There's a huge demand out there for just for semiconductor chips, IC type of chips. If you think of phones, tablets, cloud computing, uh, 
automobile technology, you know, everyone wants their car play now to appliances and having smart refrigerators to using Amazon Alexa to turn on and off stuff, right? So all that requires semiconductor chips, um, as well as that server technology requires semiconductor chips. So there's a huge growth that's just been uh, amazing, and it's still going on through through the industry itself. So with that, you know, you have to, in, you, in order to make a semiconductor itself, a you have huge fabri fabrication sites that are around the world that are big names, Intel, Samsung, AMD, um, Micron are all your big chip makers that are stationed around the world. All right. So in order to make one of those semiconductors, you think of a, a, a CD itself, but a, a large, C, an old-fashioned CD that you used to put into your, you know, uh, car and it takes anywhere from 19 to 21 22 different process steps over the course of a month to, to take a wafer and become an ic chip um so where a military candidate or veteran fits into this in itself is um maintenance uh, doing maintenance troubleshooting and repair on the robotic automation systems that are used to process that wafer over that course of that month um, and when I talk with a lot of the camps I work with that are looking at this industry is I tend to, I tell them to think of it as a, think of the equipment as a helicopter. Um, this equipment ranges anywhere from $10 million to over $100 million per machine. Um, so with that requires a, a certain level of expertise and ability to troubleshoot electrical systems, electronics, hydraulics, pneumatics, it has purified water systems on it chemical delivery, gas payment systems. And that's why the, from a veteran point of view, that's why it's um, everything that they've worked on already on the technician side fits very well um, because it's very transferable um, experience. The other side of that, and I hope not to be too long-winded with this, is the other side of it is, is that it's because of the intellectual property that's associated with making semiconductors, the companies that make the equipment, the machines, and and really even the fab companies, the, the chip makers themselves, can't hire technicians or uh, engineers uh, from within their own industry. So therefore, they have to go outside of the industry to hire in skilled talent. And what is the largest re uh, pool of renewable talent out there these days is the military. Um, so you're able to, you know, because they can't hire from within their own industry. That's why the military is really the best fit these days. There's no more technical colleges like ITT. DeVry really doesn't do it anymore. So if you want an experienced maintenance technician, you go after a veteran. Mm -hmm. So I know it's a long-winded, but... Uh, no, I, I appreciate it, Jay. That's a lot of really good information. I like how you kind of gave the overview of the industry and what everything means, because I think semiconductor... If you're not familiar with it, you maybe don't know exactly what goes into it, but I think, you know, the simplified way, or at least um, I was looking at the Semiconductor Industry Association's website, and I think that they summed it up really well. Um, basically, they're just the brains of all modern electronics, and that's kind of what you just talked about and all the different things that they're involved in. So I think that's great. And then regarding the, um, you know, not being able to hire within the industry, I didn't know that, so I would think that would be a great thing for our job seekers to know just because, a lot of times I would think as a veteran, you feel like you're at a little bit of a disadvantage, not having that industry knowledge and experience, but knowing in this case that it's better for you to not have that because that's how you're actually going to get the job. I would think that that's a big selling point to this particular industry. 
you know, it's funny. A lot of the candidates I talk with um, initially about a role within the industry, whether it's with Intel or something like that, they're like, I don't know anything about making a chip or a semiconductor. And I'm like, it's not about making the semiconductor. That I mean, you can work for a company for 10, 15 years and never fully understand how it's done. Mm-hmm. It's about doing, if you if you hire on a technician piece, it's about doing maintenance, troubleshooting, repair on the equipment system. If you get hired on as in, in the role as a as an officer, as an engineer, it's obviously about engineering components and stuff, but that's all that's transferable itself. It's, a lot of people think they don't know anything about it, but in reality, they it's almost directly relatable to what they've done in the service. Yeah, and how cool. It's like one of the more, I think, glamorous industries that we work with in terms of being able to um, feel like you have a part in all of these emerging technologies, whether it's you know drones or artificial intelligence, self-driving cars, all the different things that um, semiconductor companies are involved with. So I think that this is definitely one of the, I guess, cooler industries that we work with. Yeah, it is definitely one of our number one industries, um, especially on the technician side of what we do here at Orion, just because of how transferable it is, the need, the demand right now. Um, it, it, out of all the industries we work with, is probably the most transferable, most relatable to a lot of our technicians. So, um, and we see a lot of it obviously out here on the West Coast. Yeah, um, you know, with all of these things that we hear in the news about manufacturing being outsourced and moved overseas, I know Semiconductor, that's, um, I know they have a big presence in Asia, but we have a really big presence here as well in the U.S. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about misconceptions of the industry. Is there anything that you can share that um, talking with candidates, maybe there's this misconception. I know you already said maybe they think that they don't have what it takes because they're not sure how to, you know, make the wafer and all the different things like that, but they actually do have the experience. But are there any other kind of misconceptions that you want to dispel? Um, well, you know, it's interesting because you, you, there's a lot of semiconductor companies around the, the you, domestically here in the U.S. and around the world that you in a lot of different uh, major metro locations that you just wouldn't think of. Um, cause you, in some cases you may drive right by their facility and never realize who they are or what they do. Um, so, and, and what's nice about that is for a transition veteran at station in San Diego or Virginia beach or Jacksonville, or wherever, there's a lot of opportunity nationally within the industry itself domestically here in the U S. So kind of give you an idea, you know, you have Intel, one of the largest chip makers in the world. Um, they're Three major manufacturing sites here in the U.S. are in Phoenix, uh, Arizona, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Portland, Oregon are your, your, your kind of your three big ones here. They're investing almost $9 billion in the building a brand new factory in Phoenix right now alone. Um, we see openings in Salt Lake City, Utah, Boise, Idaho. Um, there's a fab in Amar- uh, Amarillo, Texas. Um, there's a number of them in Dallas and Austin, for example, in Texas. You see them in Washington, D.C., in Atlanta, in Boston. So there's a lot of places that are out there that have the the industry that most people don't realize is even exists, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of the biggest things as, as we talk with candidates is like, hey, there's a lot of opportunity nationally that maybe you don't think of. Sorry. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, you know, going back to the semiconductor, um, the Semiconductor Industry Association, I did see that. Um, they even have an infographic on their website that talks about 
just it says that 21 U.S. states are home to advanced semiconductor manufacturing facilities. So really, I mean, you really are not geographically locked at all if you want to be part of this industry. Absolutely. So um, how about, you know, we talked a little bit about why military is a good fit for the semiconductor industry in terms of um, them not being able to hire within the industry, but are there any specific skills, maybe not even technical skills, but just in general, teamwork, anything like that, um, that's transferable to roles in the semiconductor industry? Well, generally what we see in regards to um, positions and type of positions that we see, and it, and it ranges everywhere, uh, there's a wide range of uh, um, types of positions that we generally will see. So kind of give you a, a rundown, if you will. So on the and we place, like I said, both officer and enlisted technicians into the industry, a number of different uh, roles in itself. So if you look at it from an officer uh, perspective, a leadership perspective, you're looking at everywhere from you know, electrical and uh, mechanical engineers or just engineering in general to supply chain management and logistics to production supervisors um, and operations management roles and new introduction engineers that represent the company worldwide. Um, on down to, we see a lot of positions within the fab companies, the companies that make the chips themselves as equipment maintenance technicians. Uh, we see a lot of test technicians, which are uh, technicians that take the equipment, test it, troubleshoot it, repair it, and do a quality insurance inspection on it before it gets shipped out to the customer. Uh, we have positions that uh, travel the world. They're called installation technicians where they actually take the equipment and integrate it into the factory somewhere around the world where you know whether it be China or Korea or here in the US um, to on-site customer support engineers where you're there representing the company um, at an Intel site doing maintenance and repair on the equipment for your customers. So we see a lot of different types of positions with industry and it's a, it, like I said it ranges everywhere from electronics and electrical and mechanical to operations leadership and engineering and logistics. Mm -hmm. And with a lot of these positions, like you mentioned before, um, it really is a very close, in terms of being transferable skills, this is one of the industries where you really can say that the equipment you operated on in the military is going to be very similar to what you're doing within this industry, which I think would be a big selling point. And, and another thing that's pretty unique uh, that we see is the, the process itself to um, get hired on and the uniqueness of the process based on how they go in and interview uh, veterans and military cans as well is that they they are so familiar. I, mean, I, I saw a statistic the other day. It's like 55% of the technicians in the industry itself are veterans. Um, wow. And so the, the uniqueness of it is they can they can they know how to interview they know how to hire they they're familiar with the military uh, think of it from an alumni standpoint of view so therefore they can streamline their interview process uh, attend a hiring event um, like like we do here in San Diego one of our hiring events and interview ten candidates in a day and actually make offers and hire a good portion of them very streamlined because of they understand the profile they understand the fit. And the uniqueness of it, and it, it works out extremely well to uh, hire on veterans. 
And then, you know, from a job seeker's perspective, the key benefit to that would be, you know, that you're going to be surrounded by a lot of like-minded individuals, people that share some of the same experiences as you and have a similar military background. And so I would think it would make that transition a little bit smoother. Yeah, it, that helps out a lot, uh, tremendously because, like I said, most of the time that when you go into an interview with one of the companies, um, I, I would say it's almost even 75% and a lot of stuff that we do is going to be a veteran sitting across from you that fully understands what it is that you're going through and your experience and how that relates to them as far as the industry and stuff goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So we talked a little bit about typical positions. I want to maybe talk a little bit more about um, the opportunity that exists in this industry within, you know, just looking at the overall growth of the industry. So like you said, it's, all it's in all of these emerging technologies it keeps growing year by year um would you say then that now is a good time to join this industry i would say it's a perfect time to grow to get in the industry like i said it's an amazing amount of growth um as i mentioned before intel alone has that has built a, a whole brand new factory um you know that's not, i think it's nine billion dollars they invested to build a factory to keep up with some of this demand uh, we work with micron which is up in boise idaho and they have a brand new factory that they're bringing online here in the U.S. Uh, Samsung Electronics out in Austin, Texas, built a brand, has built a brand new factory. So with that comes not only the hiring they're going to do for to support and do maintenance on their own equipment, but all of the equipment or what we call tool companies, the company that makes these process machines, hire on test technicians and equipment maintenance techs and customer support engineers and introduction engineers and technical trainers to support all of that as well, either there in that host city or where the com where the company manufactures the equipment. So it is, like I said, you can't you cannot make enough chips these days. Yeah, and that's good to know. So um, compared with other industries, what would you um, I guess what would you say about the pay? So does it tend to be lower, higher, about the same when you look at the different roles that we've talked about that they're typically hiring for? I would say traditionally it's, it's probably on a higher end range of most of the positions that we see. Um, and one, the, and a couple of different reasons why. First of all is on the technician side, they have a unique schedule. All of the semiconductor companies uh, worldwide pretty much work a what they call a compressed work week schedule. So they work three days one week, four days the next, then they work four days on and they get three days off. They work 12 hours a day. So kind of give you a quick example, that would be a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, every other Wednesday schedule. Or you would work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every other Wednesday, 12 hours a day. They build overtime in your schedule, like I said. But um, so with that becomes, the uh, they add in overtime to that. So you get the benefit of the extra, you work more hours, but less days on a compressed schedule. Um, you actually only work 14 out of every 28 days, so about six months out of the year, but you're actually working more hours than a traditional schedule. Um, what's, also, what's also unique about that for a lot of the veterans is, is the ability to go to school because of you pick the front end or the back end of the week, and then you go to school on the other half of the week, and you get those days off. They built into that. So once everyone goes to that schedule, they never want to go back to a traditional schedule. Same goes on the engineering side and in the supply chain side is it's on the higher end of the scales as well because of the uniqueness of the technology and the high level amount of work that they have to do to support it. So 
so therefore the salary bands are much higher than a lot of other industries. Got it. So did you say that it's only that compressed schedule for technician roles, or is that really all across the board to include engineering and supply chain as well? Um, traditionally, it's more on the anyone that's dealing with production or maintenance, it's going to fall into that role. It's going to fall compressed, so your production uh, supervisors, your operational managers, um, your test technicians, uh, customer support engineers, all going to fall in our compressed schedule. Usually, supply chain, logistics, um, and engineering are going to be probably more your traditional schedule. Okay, got it. Well, so then a little bit of variety depending on the type of role that you have. That's good information. I did not know about that, so thank you for sharing that. Now, some companies we work with. I know you've mentioned um, a couple of times Intel, Samsung. I know that Global Foundries out on the East Coast is one that we work with. Are there any other big names that um, might be appealing to a job seeker that's listening to this podcast? Um, I would say, you know, like I said, it is um, – of course, those are the big, a lot of the big ones: Intel, Micron, Samsung, AMD, and uh, Global Foundries are kind of kind of sort of big uh, equipment makers. We also work do some work with Qualcomm out here in San Diego. Um, that's another big uh, chip maker that you see. Um, some of the oh, on the Corvo, Corvo is another Corvo's one. another one. They're out of uh, Dallas, and uh, port, they have openings. They do stuff in Portland and Dallas. Uh, Texas Instruments as well or some of the other ones and there's some other smaller ones out there like uh, on semiconductor which specializes in chips mainly for the automotive industry um, those kind of things that we see out there as well then you cross over into your equipment maintenance type of companies um, the tool companies the um, process machine providers if you will those are like applied materials and kla 10 core and lamb research are some of your bigger ones they're kind of not household names but within the industry, they're the leading edge of of the technology side. Without those companies, Intel and those companies can't do what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like from talking to you that there's just so much opportunity um, within this industry for veterans, um, specifically because of you know the knowledge that they've gained from the military, and then also the industry's um, abilities or not their ability, but the industry not really being able to hire people from another company because of the intellectual properties that we talked about. So um, is there any other advice that you would give to a veteran that's interested in finding a job in this field? Um, the big thing is, is obviously I would tell you, um, the best thing is to do is go through um, someone like Orion, you know, um, just because of the uniqueness of it. It's not an easy, comp- it's not easy to find your way in. There's a lot of job postings that are out there that you would understand to apply to just based on the titles. So it's kind of a, I wouldn't say an inside thing, but they post uh, names of positions like fab technician or um, other ones, you know, that are very unique in name that's unique to the industry, but are really a good fit for the maintenance, uh, for the uh, side of what we do for veterans. So mm-hmm. it, it just helps to maybe have that inside edge um, by having someone like Orion on your side that actually understands what how, you, how their background fits into the industry and gives you the, 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 availability, the availability or the ability to schedule an interview for you uh, without having to kind of seek them out, I guess. Yeah, and another thing that would come to my mind, especially on the technician side, is that I know several of the companies that we work with require certain types of assessment and testing and different things to even get through the interview process. And so 
obviously working with Orion, um, your recruiter is not going to give you all the answers to a test, but they can still help prepare you based on their knowledge of talking with hiring managers and knowing um, what the areas are that you're going to be tested on, almost to set you up with more of like a study guide so that you're able to prepare yourself and make sure that you put your best foot forward and do as well on the test as you can. Absolutely. And that's one of the things we do through one of our, through our hiring events um, that we run out here on the West Coast is we actually do a, a half morning of technical prep, uh, really kind of associated, with, especially when we have uh, a number of openings within the, se the semiconductor industry or those kind of companies running through uh, on the technician side, uh, Ohm's Law and electronics and those kind of things, just to make sure that they're up to speed with the fundamentals for the interview process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well, Jay, I think this has been very informative. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we close this out? No, I appreciate the time. I hope it's helpful for anybody that's interested in the industry. It's exciting to get into. And uh, like I said, a number of the cans that we work with, they get into it and they love it. And they're still, you know, 20, 25, 30 years later, they're still in there working on equipment or managing people. So they, everyone that we work with loves it. Awesome. Well, thanks very much, Jay. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.